as I come into the second half of my career, I guess, I've thought about that more and more. What do I do? Because things aren't happening fast enough. But we all know true change is generational. Well, what can I do to motivate the next generation to care? I've gone from this type of picture to taking an aquarium with me and photographing the, the leatherback sea turtle like that. I'll go to the bushmeat market in Equatorial Guinea, and this guy's going to be made into stew that night. Well, he lives on in this picture, which has been seen widely. So I try to do studio portraits now of as many different animals as I can, in the wild and captive especially, to get people to look these things in the eye and realize that these animals have value, that they are living, breathing, conscious creatures that deserve space. Even flies are important, pollinate our fruits and vegetables. All these animals and plants, they deserve a little bit of attention. That's the whole goal. So I call this project the Photo Arc. It started actually because my wife, uh, my wife got breast cancer and I thought, what can I do in my time when she was feeling better close to home? So I started photographing at local zoos on the days that she was feeling better. She's, that's been seven years ago now. I try to do illustrations that, that speak very easily to our readership who are often very busy. We need to explain it quickly visually. The mouse can live between the houses in the grass covered dunes it can't take a 10-acre asphalt parking lot from the condo. Tortoises do okay as long as you don't build a major highway through their reserve. The owl does all right as long as you don't clear-cut the forest. Basic, basic things. And so as I've gone along, I realized, well, okay, North American Endangered Species, that runs in the Geographic Magazine, it runs as an exhibition, it gets into a book, that's fine. But let's keep going. What can we do? Inspired by Martha the Passenger Pigeon. Uh, she died in 1914. This is the last one out of billions. And I thought as a kid, seeing this in a Time Life book, how could we do this? How could we do this? And does it have to happen again? Do we have to drive anything else to extinction? I thought, no, I really don't want to see that happen anymore. And it's shocking to me the amount of diversity that people don't know about. I figure, you know what? People can't save it if they don't know about it. This is at the Omaha Zoo two days ago. Well, these portraits hopefully have three purposes as we go forward. I've done 2,300 portraits so far. I'm going to try to do everything that's captive in North America. That's about 6,000 species. Figure I got 20 years left before I croak, maybe. Maybe. All right, so I figure three things. First of all, this is an archive of what we have today. Zoos have a tremendous diversity right now, but that won't last. A lot of them would pull animals out of the wild to replenish their captive stocks. So as we go forward in time, there's going to be less and less diversity. And believe me, you don't want to try to photograph the last of something. There's a lot of red tape if you go to a zoo and try to photograph the last of something. So I go around now and create this visual archive of how these things look today. The Sumatra and rhino is liable to go extinct in the wild. Well, there's 10 in captivity. We got one. Here it is. The geographics agreed to house these pictures, which I think is great because somebody needs to take care of them in perpetuity. I'm very concerned about amphibians, for example. We're going to lose half of them in the next oh, 10, 15, 20 years, largely due to climate change and a fungus that's spreading around the world. Very, very concerned about it. And I didn't think, really, when I started the project, that I would be faced with, with this dilemma. I go to an, an amphibian ark in Ecuador, and this guy comes up to me that runs the ark, and he says, and this is a little breeding center, he says, take a picture of this. It's the last one. Martha the passenger pigeon. A little wet, but still Martha, right? Then he goes away, he comes back five minutes later. Take a picture of this. It's the last one. And he goes away and comes back a few minutes later. Take a picture of this. It's the last one. I thought, holy cow, how could that be? How could we be allowing this to happen? Or this Columbia Basin pygmy rabbit in Washington State. 
they're gone now. That's the last one. All right. So I'm on this, I'm on this rant right now, this uh, basically preaching to anybody I can find, trying to preach through visuals. I'm photographing clams so they look like eyes. Why care about clams? They're aquatic water filters that tell us our water is so filthy that 75% of them in this country are now in need of federal protection. So wow, clams. Let's, let's see if we can get people to care about that. Or an aquatic or an, an Arctic rodent, the Arctic ground squirrel. Why care about these guys? This is, this is a pair. They're, they're the world champion hibernators. They sleep seven to eight months a year. It's a male female takes them about four hours to wake up I put them in a snowbank put them in a little heart shape it was Valentine's Day after all why do we care well this animal can super cool its blood to below freezing we don't know how it does it it wakes up after seven eight months with no kidney damage we don't know how it does it also you stick a pin through its brain in its waking state it dies immediately of, a, of, of, of hemorrhaging of course immediately you stick a pin through its brain when it's hibernating it wakes up a few months later just fine People have been studying this animal like crazy, trying to figure out what makes it tick, how it can benefit us, selfishly, right, before the Arctic melts to the point where they can't survive anymore. So, so on I go. But I'm sneaky. I'm sneaky, always. There's a reason for doing this beyond archiving these animals. The reason for doing these guys is because I know that somewhere out there, Somebody will save some of these if they're moved enough. All it takes is somebody with passion or wealth or both. A lot of these animals can, will be saved if we can draw them into the tent, if we can get them hooked just through the eyes or, or through the beautiful colors or whatever it takes. Several of these animals, I'd like to think several dozen by the time I'm done, will be saved from extinction. Because after all, most of what you see here today, it's not hopeless for it. Absolutely not. I go to zoos primarily. They are arcs. They're the only place that a lot of these animals still survive in any number that I can photograph. And I think, OK, what's the third tenet of this? I realize if I get people involved and they care enough about this gibbon or this lemur, that they will eventually get into the tent with me and they'll say, okay, what's causing its demise? What can I do here at home? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. Watch how you spend your money, number one. And this is on my website and it's in every exhibition I do. Look, if you look at these things and you realize how incredibly weird they are, this was an I.I. at the Omaha Zoo day before yesterday. They use those spidery fingers to dig through bark. If you look at these animals and you realize how incredible they are and you want to save them, you will realize that every time you break out your purse or your wallet, you are voting. You do not have to wait for November. You're voting every time you spend your money and you're saying, I approve of what this is made of and I want you, Mr. Retailer, to do it again and again and again. That is the power to change the world. That really is. Now, for those of you that think it's all very simple and easy and goes to plan, we'll show you, we'll show you a few more here that are actually very encouraging. These are, these are animals that have been saved, down to fewer than 20 animals on each of these. But it took millions and millions and millions of dollars to save them in many, many years. The key is saving them before the habitat is lost, before they get down to 18 animals in the case of the black-footed ferret. That is truly the key, absolutely every time. Save it before it's down to nothing. So I thought I'd end with a little piece of video just to show you what the photo process is really like. Pretty good. I can just hope. They're pretty strong. I hear they can rip your rip your uh, arm off and beat it, beat right. you to death with it. Right? Exactly. If you don't bleed to death first, it'll beat you to death. But anyways, 
So now, doesn't this look nice? Doesn't this look nice? Perfect. It's perfect for chimps. How long will that last? 60 seconds? So um, I guess all I can say is this, you know, at the end of your lives and your declining hours and you look in the mirror, you got to say to yourself, did I do everything I could? Did I do everything that I could? You don't have to save the whole world. Save a few species. That's plenty. Thank you, folks.